Hey, fellas, what's up? Hey. Not much. We've got an off week, Zeke. Hey, we've got an off week. We're also missing James. Which, yeah. Which could be excellent. So We'll soon find out. We just thought we'd start recording. We've been waiting for him for 24 minutes. Exactly. 24 minutes, minutes late. So we're just... I'll tell you what it actually it. says about that guy. He doesn't value our time over his own. Or yours, listener. <laughs> or yours, Zeke. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how's your week been, Tommy? Good, mate. Well, it's only just started today. Yeah. But not too bad. I Excited mean, to record the previous <laughs> seven days. My previous seven days have been excellent, in fact. Yeah. Excited about going to Brazil. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about it as a racetrack, Kirby? Great track. It's honestly one of those ones that I always play on Forza. It's the track that I always go to. To uh, go to? Yeah. It's a top three. I think that. Is one of the tracks that I always gravitate to. That and Silverstone's a bit of fun on all those. Always a track you can get moves done on. Doesn't matter what era of cars. Agree. That uh, if you get the run off the last turn into turn one up the straight, it is magnificent. Very, very true. Well, the fearless Listen bosses. Up. The bosses rocked up. <laughs> We've already started, <laughs> mate. Great, good. I'm glad. He looks like Grimace today, and he's purple. Yeah. Well, they, unfortunately, no one's going to be able to see this until... <laughs> oh, I'm going to bother. No. no, 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 no we'll take a photo, maybe, no, don't bother. and upload it. You, <laughs> Save it for another you, episode. Oh, listener, if you want to know what I'm wearing, too bad. <laughs> this is... Uh... James, if you could take 30 seconds to describe to us. Well, no, I think Tommy T's nailed it in terms of I look like Grimace. This, uh, the purple... I'm wearing a Lakeside Drive t-shirt. Um, the purple... On screen versus the purple in real life, two very different. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of purple. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi everyone. <laughs> hey, you have lovely rain tussled hair. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, spent a good must be nice thirty five minutes pushing water away from my back door. Um, it's a very poorly designed drainage situation. It's a shame you're not a plumber, really, because I really could have done with some help. <laughs> Plumbers dig too many holes for me. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen your podcast the last four months. Oh. You've been digging a fair few holes yourself, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's time for me to drive back. <laughs> James has just seamlessly jumped in. What a professional. Uh, sometimes I like to think like I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I did? I'm, I have no idea where you were in the podcast, uh, but I'll immediately enter and say I listened to our Brazilian Grand Prix review uh, earlier today. Um, what would you do that for? Because it was actually a pretty interesting race from memory. Um, we had Lewis Hamilton yeah. came from the back in the, the, the sprint race. Yep. yep. And... Then took Verstappen in the last couple of laps. It was genuinely a very, very good Grand Prix. And Verstappen pushed him wide twice. That's right. Yeah. Exactly right. And yeah. there was no further investigation required, which, of course, Lewis was like, of course. Of course, <laughs> of course there isn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this track has produced such good racing over the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and has been, it is the uh, traditional home, the spiritual home of the finale of the 20... Well, I was going to say the 2022 Formula 1 season. It is this year as well. It's yeah. a spiritual f- uh, finish. But certainly, we, you, like, let's think about 2008. Kimi, yep. Fernando and Lewis yep. all went in. And Kimi was on the least amount of points and the most sort of unlikely to win that year. Lewis was in front. Lewis was in front, and Fernando was 
second. Very, very close to Lewis. I think people forget just how close in that McLaren land, uh, Lando, wow, Fernando, <laughs> I'll get myself sorted out, <laughs> give me another two minutes, uh, was to Lewis that whole season. Yep. So, and, you know, for people questioning Lewis's ability and Fernando's ability, although Fernando allegedly is driving the best he ever has in his entire career, <laughs> and that's the best race he's ever had in his entire career. That's what he says after the end of each race at the moment. <laughs> it's worth pointing out that they were both tussling very, very competitively, and that was Lewis's first big jump at it. Was that uh, yeah, 07, yeah. Cause Sorry, I meant 07, not 08. Yeah, because 08 was the year that he won it after, what's his name, went to the pits in the last lap, which is the dumbest thing ever. Which Yeah, I still don't... But oh, Lewis yeah. got... Well, I think Lewis got repaid that the year that he won the championship for that last race in Brazil going in for the lead. Yeah. That was a very tumultuous relationship, that Lewis-Fernando one. Continues now. I know you don't have Twitter. Uh, although, have you opened an account since uh, your fearless leader has taken over? No. no. Uh, it's far <laughs> too many people for, for anyone to probably open an account at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's interesting because Fernando keeps putting on, like, you know, oh, t- winning two world championships is pretty good. Of course he's going to say that because that's how many he's got. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps saying to Lewis, oh, well, you know, maybe your championships weren't as big a deal as, as Max's was. And then Lewis <laughs> replies with a photo of him Poke. basically doing this uh, to on the top step to Fernando. <laughs> on. The- <laughs> it's very good. It's very, very good content. Oh, that was the year that uh, Alonso famously... In qualifying, pitted in front of Lewis for the uh, for new tyres to run a last lap, but then sat there for thirty seconds so that Lewis wouldn't be able to get his <laughs> yeah. get his final lap involved. So I miss villain era uh, Fernando Alonso. He was just it's a fun time. He was just an absolute guy. Uh, a great race in America that year, as well. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. it was. Yep. Oh, the old days. Yeah. Um, that's the podcast. I don't think so I was even listening. born then. I don't know what you guys no. are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> F1 TV Pro, go back and watch all the classics. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you've discussed uh, so far, Nothing. so fill me in. Literally that I like Brazil as a track on yeah. Forza. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't about... want the official game, I just want Forza. Yes, Fair enough. Correct. I understand. Um, all right, we've got a couple of notes here uh, for now. a run sheet. Uh, first of which is the Las Vegas Grand Prix launch party happened over the weekend, shout out to our, well, kind of our mate James Towers at yeah. 16K Agency who did a lot of work for that. Um, I was lucky enough to see some of the stuff they were working I saw on. Saw a, a lot of donuts ago. on my Instagram. Yes. So Lewis Hamilton was running Underglow, the same <laughs> colour, sort of like Patronus blue Underglow on his Formula One car going down the street. Don't doing you have donuts. that in your Navara? Uh, he does, actually. I've seen it. Been an Underglow. What's Underglow? Like well, LED like lights speed, the car. Oh, right. Like Need for Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Same as on this weekend, too, over there in the States. So that would have coincided a bit, too. Yep. Which is like the biggest car show ever. Yes. Which I saw our mate Rick Kelly was over there for. Yes, he was. Big legend. Too many mates. None Too of them actually mates. real. For okay. you, they are. For me, they're just... <laughs> I'll just say that I am. I just love seeing the F trucks just like they've done six wheel versions and they're jacked up like, you know, 15 inches with 38. <laughs> Campy would buy an F950 if You can if get away with anything. <laughs> the most numbers possible yeah. is how he chooses his As long his as cars. it consumes fuel like no other, I'm all for it. <laughs> I need it to be like an Abrams tank. I need it to, to dump a lot of fuel to start the engine. That is a specific shout-out. Well, you can forward. put the flitch in. You can put a switch in him so that it just dumps it all out the side without air, so it's just black smoke everywhere. That's excellent technology That's, there, right there. What I would do to Priuses if I rolled up beside them. <laughs> 
No other hybrid cars, just exclusively Priuses. You guys were first. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, so I anyway, believe it's that was... called coal rolling. Check it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. Uh, no. Uh, so that was really cool. But also what was very, very cool that happened in Vegas the last two weeks is Ken Block did a Gymkhana, an electric Gymkhana, and also did burnouts inside a casino, which is very, 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 very cool. His level of car control is next level phenomenal. Um, and when you turn it into a uh, electric all-wheel drive, obviously the car behaves a lot differently yeah. compared to internal combustion. It's very cool. It's he's, He obviously did a couple of takes because, I mean, it looks seamless. It's not How just one thing. Unbelievable. But some of the, the moves that he put off were like... So what sort of EV was it? Was it like a, a hybrid? Because it's not like a Tesla because that doesn't have a motor. It's got four generators on each wheel that turn them. Well, so all like, motors it was an Audi. Trying to figure out how you actually, like, you couldn't do that in a Tesla, could you? I, oh, look, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to be perfectly honest, okay. but I know Audi and Ken developed this car together. So it's the oh, Audi it's... S1 e-tron and he made it. I mean, it's, yeah, just go look on YouTube or go look on his Instagram because it's it's cool-looking car. Obviously, Jim Carner was good with a lot of noise, and yeah. this is something that I get a lot with Extreme E. It's, I, it's interesting hearing the travel and suspension and other parts of the car making things and then... Yeah. It's like, <laughs> not as the cool hum. as like, what? You know, yeah. but... It's still anyway. It's it's really really cool. Go watch that. But it's it reminded me a lot of, of what was going on. Um, Sergio Perez, George Russell, and Lewis Hamilton actually did it. So unlike having a whole bunch of yeah. David Coulthard turning up with his yeah, chin to passed. drive the yeah. RB7, there's uh, current drivers, current cars. So that was cool. Um, Aston Martin has signed Stoffel Van Dorn as a test and reserve driver, which means he the, won't get a drive. Yes, absolutely. Who gets to play a lot of cards? Well, two things. Here is, uh, because the drive market continues, there is only one seat uh, left. Well, there's two really isn't officially because Logan Sargent hasn't yet got his uh, super license points, but it's likely that that will happen. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn is going to, well, this move actually does a couple of things. Firstly, it leaves Mercedes without a decent reserve driver. I think there's about four or five still in the team and anyway none of them are really any good um but it also removes uh super sub who i keep forgetting drove at the beginning of the year because every time the point yeah. table comes up nico hulkenberg is down the bottom um ah, he did too. he did didn't he ah. yeah yep. in the first couple of races yeah, he, uh bahrain i think for yeah. lance forgot all about that uh so anyway so that was that means that he's now on a serious contention for that ha- that Haas seat which is Going to be interesting to see Hulk back. Interesting. Hulk back, DR out. Anyway, um, what kind of world are we living in? But it is also good for Van Dorn because Aston Martin Racing Point has been the highest likelihood <laughs> and probably still driver still stepping up into yeah. that role. Um, and with uh, Fernando Alonso now joining that team, who knows what's going to happen? He might punt someone else off inside <laughs> that team and decide that he's going to go back to Renault for a. He's going to drive both cars time. all weekend. <laughs> Just take control of the team. Uh, there you go. I've got one more note, but it's about per, uh, tire blankets. And to be honest, I can't be bothered talking about it. No, I'm interested about tire blankets. What's yeah, going no on there? Tire blankets Tell me about tire year, blankets. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just gaslighted him into talking about it, and getting excited. I love these conversations. We do though. I like tire blankets. Oh, tire I was talk. telling Dad about this. Is that... there a? Can you just press this sound effect, please? Oh, of... Thank you. Well <laughs> <laughs> done. Any of them. <laughs> On the fly. Yeah.
It's great to see you, Ezekiel, by the way. (laughs) That is the greatest thing ever written, I think. Uh, I actually have the TTBR theme tune as my text tone on my phone. (laughs) I love it. I love that vibe so much. Uh, Anyway, tie blankets, good. So basically what was going to happen, it wasn't going to be a thing next year. They were going to completely remove it. The tie test they did at Coda with uh, the different compounds for next year and no tie blankets or tie blankets at different temperatures basically solidified that that's not really a good idea because you exit the pits and all the drivers are like, oh, we have no control at all. Cowards. There's going to be more crashes. And Pirelli go, yes, agree that you are a coward. <laughs> so what we're going to do is, all right, well, let's just take half a step to the full step. So for next year, they're doing a um, reduced amount of time for those tyres to sit in tyre blankets. I still think it's going to be at 70 degrees Celsius rather than 50 degrees. I told you I didn't want to talk about this, but here I am, and I'm going to get fact-checked because I'm going to stuff this up. <laughs> Uh, but what they're looking to do, Pirelli, is, uh, as I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, they're also changing the way the compound works. Like Daniel Ricciardo doesn't like the way the car responds at the moment. If they're aware of that on the front tyres, so Pirelli are trying to change that with their compound so it's not so understeery. Uh, and with that development, looking forward to 2024, then they'll also completely remove tyre blankets. So I think it's a change of compound, and the structure of the tyre, and then that will mean that they warm up faster uh, and change some characteristics. I don't know enough about it, but all I know is that the tyre blankets will be there for next year, even though earlier this season oh, it was I thought we were getting rid of them. Now, what I will say is we don't want to see qualifying like in F2 or F3 where they've got to drive around in a train for 10 laps to get their tyres no. in working condition so that they can do a good lap. So why don't we use them for... Uh, quality. For quality. Yeah. You know, yep. and... Any one of the practice sessions so you can get information on what you need to do. Practice sessions is fine. But the start of the race, that's what we want to see. If we find a team that can light these tyres up way quicker than some of the front runners, then that is an excellent strategy because you could possibly get a guy coming from 16th right through to 8th. Remember what Kimi Räikkönen did on warm tyres in some of those wet races uh, when he was driving for Alfa Romeo? I think it was in Ferrari. You know, because he lit those tyres up. Carl Sainz did it at uh, Magello, I believe, as well that year, where his tyres were so much more warmer. He made, like, six or seven passes in the first two laps and then dropped back. Like, I mean, that's what we need in this sport. So. Do you have a formation lap, which used to be to warm your tyres up and prepare for the race? So you'd argue that going back to that formation is like, okay, you've got this whole lap to do that. Weave harder, like because at the moment they're kind of just cruising around because their tyres are somewhat warm. So much they're trying that. to maintain, but it's not about the start. I think it's more about pit stops and because you see the tyres are sitting yeah. in racks, right? Yeah. So it's when they're exiting the pits, the drivers are concerned about, and they get out of the end of the pit straight and where you know the the pits meet the track. Old mate coming out of the pits will be like ah, ice, and then probably punt either himself into somebody else or himself into the track, which will uh, sorry in, into the wall, which will bring out a safety car. It's just no, it'll bring out a virtual safety car for about yeah, seven laps will. first, and then they'll and decide. then a real safety yeah. car. Sorry, why don't we just bring back Bridgestone? Pay that them. might solve everything. Exclusively <laughs> Ferrari only, and that's why they dominate. <laughs> just Great bring call back right there, Bridgestone. But... <laughs> well, that's the podcast again. Yeah. That's the third end of the podcast. Thanks so bring much. Bring back listening. two tyre companies. That was interesting. Oh, it was Michelin that was with. I like the idea of Ferrari having like different. Oh, we've got sure different Brid- engine providers. I'm pretty sure it was Bridgestone and then Ferrari and Bridgestone really. Sorry, just having a, a separate conversation. You, you are. Guys, no, you that's guys fine. feel free to have a chat. <laughs> no, I'm interested I'm because sure was... this was before I was born again. So I'm trying to catch up. I'm getting a history lesson. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Young boy. Uh, you even of age to be on this podcast? No. no. <laughs> I need a permission slip. When, I, when it says this podcast is not made for kids, it doesn't <laughs> mean it's not made by kids. Made by. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think 
we should. Uh, Pirelli has the the rights, therefore, are just. They're chasing themselves. It's odd. I don't know if the tires have improved. We talk about going back to the like the ultra, the super softs, all these kind of other tire compounds, which were interesting. It seems like these are very conservative, safe, middle of the road kind of tires that a don't degrade enough and b don't have the difference in performance we're looking for. You'd argue that there's something in between. You want a safe tire that isn't going to blow up and hurt a driver, but what we want is tires to actually fall off a cliff performance-wise, so you're forced to make strategy calls. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because also I want them to last forever so that I don't have to manage Well, then they should be – to do – let's do do that. Minimum two or three. Or they last forever but they don't offer as much pace. So you can have a tyre that lasts to the end of the race but it's useless pace. And then you you go through and you've got a a compound that will die quicker Mm. but is – Tyres are irrelevant when you get teams that if you can put in 10 kilograms less of fuel and that'll save you 12 seconds over the race instead of a pit stop, teams will always coast into corners. They'll always be nicer on their tyres in order to do so. At some stage, they'll feel feel safe. So what you need is you need 20... You need fuel in the car when you finish, but you need to start at a minimum and say it's 160 litres, not 100 that we're at now or the 80 we're in. We just mm. need teams to be... This is how much you must put in. Oh, we don't care how much you use through the Grand Prix, but yeah. like, we, you want you start to go, this much. we want you to go flat out through the yep. whole race at every change. We I don't, agree. You don't want fuel to be very, like to have variables on your race strategy and you don't want tyres to have the variables that they do now. Yep. And you don't want teams saving tyres in order to finish a race a bit slower yep. than what the or fuel save is. yeah yeah. you just don't want you want them flat out 120% I think he time. solved it Campy has always been very good at solving so these problems to be perfectly honest as much as we and Set many, many, many 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 other people give him shit I know he not does, us he not, do, us. not at us at all who gives me shit no, uh, not, not definitely us definitely not us we've just, other we've people just solved that problem well, for I wouldn't you. have social media so I wouldn't see it anyway yeah. you're getting Twitter soon though uh you actually make a lot of sense when it comes to that sort of stuff yeah. and have done since 2019. So uh, We limit these cars in every possible way about yeah. how you can go fast. Why don't we limit these two things and just take the equation out of it and it'll be fine. And then they can just go full throttle from the start of the race for the whole race. In saying that, take the tyre blankets off for the start of the race. I don't care if they're going to scoot into people. These drivers are paid massive amounts of money. Just figure it out and get better. <laughs> Gladiator style. I'm with him to be Gladiator honest. Like, I would love to see the difference in skill from someone who can turn the tires on quickly and someone get them can't. to the operating window than someone who can't and just Yeah, but I think also then that really will show weaknesses of cars and teams like Williams. I think that'll push Williams further down the Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I you never know. There is there is no single solution except for bringing back Bridgestone, Michelin yeah. and treaded tires. Treaded tires. It'd be great to have a tire manufacturer work with every single team and then develop their tires around each car too. Yeah. Yeah, well it's but, like it's like BP working with Alpine and yeah, Shell for right. Ferrari. If you've listened to Freya's podcasts, you know that that's the thing. And I had actually forgotten that they were instead of just being a major sponsor, they actually provided the fuel <laughs> and the lubricants. How well, about that? We just got ten sense. minutes out of tires. I'm shocked and shocking appalled. <laughs> good work. This is a good time to talk about our sponsor for this episode, which is NordVPN. Yet again, uh, they're with us really to the end of the season, which is very, very good news. Uh, and a massive thank you to Nord 
for sponsoring this episode. Now, look, here's a special deal, and it's it's going to be for the, the rest of this year. You'll get two years at a heavily discounted rate and four months free. Four, not one. I know it says one in the script, which is what Freya read out last episode. <laughs> it's yep. actually four, so it's better than we Thanks, thought. Thanks, Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> just, anyway, I'm just leaving that With one alone. With a question mark. Uh, <laughs> but you're also... As a side note, in the middle of our sponsored segment, uh, Tommy T, you're also doing uh, Freya's podcast this week because I've been booted yet again. She I'm hasn't not, invited you. i not here Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's recorded on a Thursday. That's uh, the hot take. Uh, but uh, make sure you <laughs> make sure you reply to a message because I'm just going to invite you on behalf because I'm getting <laughs> trashed for being on that podcast and not being you. Uh, but look, if you are interested in NordVPN, look, it does a heap of things. We've said it time and time again. You can change your location. It protects your privacy. I use it when I go overseas, so I'm legitimately using it. As I said, Mark uh, last week has taken up the offer. I know Freya's taken up the offer. I know you guys will look at taking up the offer too when your current VPN expires. It is legitimately one of the best on the market and it's easy enough to use. I've got it on this device. I've got it on my laptops, uh, all over the place. It just makes a lot of sense. And as I said, two years at a heavily discounted rate and four months free is actually a very, very good deal. So you can go to nordvpn.com forward slash lakeside drive to have a look at that. We can find the link in the description below. Uh, All right, I have a Discord comment of the week. And now it's time for the Discord comment of the week. Uh, there's a couple actually, which is very good. Uh, much like that theme tune. The first is only just happened uh, at about midday our time today, um, and uh, this is a upshift one on Discord. Says, "Boys, there is a massive spider in my room. I think he's in France at the moment, so not an Australian spider. It's the size of my palm. What do I do? It's on the door handle, so I can't leave." And Tilly Willie Thirteen has come up with what all of us as presenters here at Lakeside Drive would offer in terms of suggestions. Campy would be lock it up. You decide which spiders come into your room and the circumstances in which they do. I allegedly would yell at it. Freya would ask what its motivations are for being there. Can you inspire it to do better? <laughs> Tommy T will give it a rating out of 10 using a system only known to him and then invite it for coffee and stroop waffle. And Manus says, just don't be there. <laughs> which is... Tilly Willie 13, oh. absolutely outstanding content. Um, and there's some more content here too that I want to get up that I have <laughs> lost. Oh, no, I've lost it. It's very, very good. Oh, yes, here we go. Uh, Nick H says that uh, can, can we all agree that Campy's drag name is Yas Marina, tinfoil realness? <laughs> Because we were talking uh, in Frey's episode about... Uh, st- uh, hang on, just, just for context. We're talking in Frey's episode about um, Love at First Sight or Married at First Sight Australia and all these people in the Cayman Islands want Australian thing. That's when I turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I did too, mentally. Uh, someone else, Ross said there was Aussie MasterChef is where it is and Nick says you'll have never watched... Uh, Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under and it shows. And then we uh, said that you uh, were, that's your drag name. What on earth is a drag name? <laughs> so when you go down to the drag strip and you get in your VL Commodore with your turbo <laughs> and then you chuck it in, they go, <laughs> 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 oh. Yas Marina's won the cut. <laughs> uh, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Which is fine. So confused. I'm so happy with that. <laughs> Oh, that, to be honest, that is um, <laughs> that's another great place to end the show, but significantly good content uh, from a, for a non-race week. 
Yeah. Campy's legitimately confused. Uh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm happy with no it. Don't what you're explain about. it. Excellent. Well, yeah, he's not going to bother looking it up because no. he'll forget about it later anyway. Uh, okay. So, look, we've talked a little bit about what's coming up in Brazil. Uh, as I mentioned, last time the Brazilian Grand Prix, Lewis absolutely stormed home uh, to, to take the win. But Max Verstappen is absolutely on fire. Of course, both championships are now locked up. Uh, as I mentioned last time, Lewis is actually a Brazilian citizen now. So this is a home race for him. Uh, but it was interesting to watch. If I'm not sure if you remember, but Lando had a pretty good start, was going alongside Carlos Sainz, and Sainz had nowhere to go but to pop in into the wall a little bit, uh, and had he had a puncture. But then something else happened to Daniel, and anyway... The McLaren looked a bit racier, though. Mm. Just watching not this the, year, not <laughs> no, not this year, but last year it did at least. Uh, so yes, I don't know what you've spoken about apart from it being a great track, but it is a great track. Mm. No, that's all we really touched on, wasn't yeah. it? The, yeah, it's an exciting track to go back to. It is definitely the end of the season because we don't acknowledge the Yas Marina. <laughs> that is just a parade that happens afterwards. Yeah, but Karin Chandok's changed the track layout oh, like well, last year, and it's, it's going to be better. Did he get paid a lot of money to do that? I, I can only not. presume. <laughs> That's only, only presume. Bankings on the corner, more than 5% or something. Uh, something like that, I wasn't d- it? Yeah, it's kind of got, anyway, got rid of one of the areas. I think Sergio Perez passed Lando Norris when Sergio was still in a pink car and he called it the best pass of his career. And Lando was like, oh, no, I don't like that he did that to me. And that's the pass <laughs> that he calls the best pass of his career. Anyway, that section yeah. is gone. And it's now just Yay. a turn. I mean, uh, it provided a good race last year, didn't it, Campy, for Max to win? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose, if that's the way you want to look at it. Look, the good news is, Campy, we've got today, and then there's next Monday, and then the Monday after, and that's it. That's it for podcasts for the year. Yeah. And then Christmas, and oh. then immediate F1 testing, and we've got 52 races next year. Only 52. And that's what it will feel Easy. like. Well, there you go. Cracking track though This is a driver's driving track And it's one of the tracks that I hope Is on the calendar every year Yep And uh, crowd is always excellent That The thing I love about this track is I've said it before Just before Jones rocked in Doesn't matter what era you're in Always produces good racing Yes sir You can always pass in it Even those early 20 You know 2010 through to 2014 Where it was really difficult to pass This was a track you get moves done if you get the drive out of the last turn on that straight, which is uphill into turn one, there is some massive moves always made. We've seen Ocon take Verstappen out when he was in the lead. Yes. And tried to punch on and <laughs> Ocon ran away, the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, last year's race was cracking too. I think. Is it a sprint race this year? It's absolutely a sprint race this weekend. <laughs> Hooray! Let's talk about that format, Campy. The what do you love about sprint races? What a shame. What a shame for the Brazilians. Shame for us fans. Hey, it means we actually like have listeners. to watch yeah, all all of the sessions because we have to watch qualifying on a Friday night. Then we have to watch sprint race. Then we have to watch the race. Yeah, it does engage people. I'm a purist at heart. It's Are like, you? It's like test cricket. I can sit and watch full five days of test cricket and absolutely love it. T20 one days, just can't do it. It's just not the same. <laughs> I, like, I want to go back to an hour and a half sessions on Friday and Saturday morning. I'll get more track time. And that 45-minute lull I talk about in every session, still loved it. Still got commentary on the sport. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. So I'm a purist. So I don't like these ideas. Get rid of them. Liberty Media, please. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's not going anywhere. And I think Liberty's only going to do more of these There's more spring races next year. Yeah, that's absolutely true. shit. So we all know that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, it is a sprint race, uh, and which means it's practice one is on Friday, 
then qualifying is on Friday, then and practice tour is on Saturday. Then redundant the practice. Redundant practice, and the sprint is on Saturday, and the race is on Sunday, uh, which will be a whole thing. Look, I don't mind the sprint race at Brazil because it produced some pretty good racing, and it's yeah. a decent enough track, for, and it'll be interesting to see what these cars do. A sprint race at Monza, there. idiotic. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that was the one, whereas there's not enough passing. I mean, Monaco, Danny Rick got I mean, it did, but do you know what I mean? Traditionally, you'd say that's not one, or like Monaco, not one. You, Some tracks like this, maybe it is good. All right, let's wrap this one up. Keep it tight. Uh, predictions, who's on your podium for Brazil? Uh, Verstappen, Lewis, Silence. Tommy T. Same, but I think Leclerc in third. Okay. Ezekiel? What Tommy said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to go Lewis. I'm going to go Lewis for the win here. Uh, and I think uh, you'll see... Uh, Max hasn't had a problem with his car for such a long time, so I'm not even going to put... Uh, you know, they're due for some kind of mechanical. So I was thinking it. I think he, Lewis might win in Yas Marina because that's like... Just to really do a it back. Bit, yeah, to like, see, I can win here. Yep. Uh, sponsored by Michael Massey. <laughs> so I think Lewis, uh, I think Charles, and I'm going to put... Oh, so you're saying Max is out? Yeah, I think Max is going to have an DNF. issue. And Sergio Perez, because, you know, the other Red Bull should be up on the podium if Max is not on the podium. So that's it. There you go. Do we have any Daniel news yet? No. Still not. He's been super positive, which is good. He's got a new Instagram account. Does he? Daniel3.jpg, I'm pretty sure, is... Uh, he's now... He's, Look, by all accounts, his relationship with Lando is really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and that's awesome to see. So Lando started a new account with uh, – he was taking photos on a pretty decent camera, like the one I've got here, and Daniel started doing that too. So there's just a lot of out-of-focus shots of Blake at the moment, his manager. <laughs> it's like a coffee cup will be in focus, but Blake next to it is absolutely not. So funny. It's very good. It's very good wholesome content from DR, but he has said that uh, – well, I mean, there's no real news. He has said that the Lewis extension for his contract isn't really going to impact him one way or another. It's because Russell will be gone, right, for 2024. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think he let's, will be... Let's, let's pick that fight already. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> I don't, he, look, he won't be driving for the Silver Arrows. That's, that's just, you know, pretty, pretty known. But I think what will happen is if he gets himself into that position, he's m- probably more valuable to other teams with the sim time and the other stuff that's going on at Mercedes headquarters and bringing that kind of data across. But yep. also, if he gets in with Toto, Toto works magic. The guy is very good. So if his management company can come to an agreement with Toto to have some kind of help to keep him on the grid for 2024, that is not a bad thing. So well, yeah, Toto's got sway everywhere but Red Bull. So he could get yes. it done. Oh, I want him to go back to Red Bull. We'll make the call. I think Christian would be... Christian wanted Lando. That's the other thing that came out this week, is that they were in conversations with Lando before he signed his renewal for McLaren to, to drive. And uh, Lando went, no, nah, I'm going to stay with McLaren, which is an interesting call. Mm. He doesn't want to be Max's second driver. And the one thing Danny Rick has spoken about, though, is that is what has been consistent is is there is a plan for the future and whatever he does. So Yeah, but I kind of think like, the plan is we have no plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. That's kind of rocking around in the back of my head. Look, yeah. the guy has a great management team. They know what they're doing. If he can't get it done, look, he's not just going to sit on the grid in the back of the grid. And fair enough, too. He wants to, yep. to get back towards the front. If he can't do that, then he'll just join Mika Hackenden in taking a sabbatical from McLaren mm. and never coming Forever. back again. 
Forever. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a great episode. Uh, massive thank you to our patrons, of course, as well. Our patrons. I keep forgetting how to say that word. Patrons on Patreon uh, for your consistent support. It makes a huge difference, and we really, really appreciate it too. You can uh, see the different levels of availability uh, in the link in the description below, and you can join our private Discord channel with the other hosts where they do occasionally reply. Tommy T occasionally pops his head into that uh, server, um, which is more, more than if you can remember his login for certain things like fantasy and <laughs> Discord. What day is it? Uh, just make it campy something, something 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but a massive thank you to you for listening as well. I'd say watching, but we didn't set up a camera. So uh, there you go. Enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed this still image of the beautifully purpley pink bit that uh, Tommy T has designed. And we'll see you, well, we'll see you with Tommy T maybe uh, for Freya's F1 Fridays this week. And then, of course, our Brazilian Grand Prix review on Monday next week. And then, or Tuesday, I should say. And then the final race of the season at Yas Queen Marina, finishing it off, uh, will be our final race review in two weeks' time. And then that'll be it. We'll do a season review podcast a little later, probably early 2023 when uh, we have enough time to have a bit of a deep rest to see what's going on and Campy can get rejuvenated by everything again. And that'll be it. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> Campy's, Campy's cooked. Look He's at him. Cooked. Poor bugger. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, and do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want. <laughs>